Hello everyone, this is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. In Ayurveda and Yoga, we talk a lot about balance. It's what we're aiming for, moment to moment. In a pose, in the mind, in our daily activity, and in our agni, which is our digestive fire. One of the core principles in Ayurvedic healing is that in nature... Like qualities attract like qualities, and the opposite qualities bring balance. This understanding is the key to healing, and it's what we've been studying this year on the podcast through our exploration of the Gravati Gunas, the ten pairs of opposite qualities found everywhere in nature. So what is balance then? What does it feel like? We can understand balance intellectually, as a situation in which different elements are equal or in the correct proportions. It's when an equilibrium has been reached. Now, we're not static creatures, and our world is fluid, ever-changing. Balance is something that comes and goes. But what I've found through my years of practicing Ayurveda and yoga is that we can stay within the range of equilibrium when we work with nature and not against it or trying to overcome it. The Vedas, the ancient texts that gave us Ayurveda and Yoga, describe the Gravati Gunas, the building blocks of life. And with this understanding that there are ten pairs of opposite qualities found throughout nature and within our being, then we can make informed decisions that will bring us toward balance each day. And this is the key to self-healing and to self-empowerment. Conceptually, now we understand the notion of balance and how to experience it. What, what does balance feel like? Ask yourself, when was the last time you experienced the feeling of balance? Anything come into mind? Maybe yes, maybe no. I'll ask you again later on. Today, we'll take a look at the Gravati Gunas of hard, Kathina, and soft, Mridu, and how we experience these qualities in our everyday lives. Let's look to nature first. When we think of the earth, we think hard, most of the time, until you start adding water to it, which creates soft mud. Rebecca, who works with us, got her camper van stuck in the mud recently. She thought she was driving onto firm earth. But it had rained recently and the soft mud gave way, so she sat there spinning her tires in more ways than one. (laughs) We can consider our man-made structures in this context as well. Typically, we think of physically hard things as being strong and soft things as weak. But this isn't always the case. Something like a concrete bridge needs its hardness, But if it's too hard, it won't flex when needed. It makes me think of buildings in earthquake areas and how they're hard structures. And then now they build them on wheels so they can flex with the movements of the earth. And if not, then they just break apart. Now, I used to live in San Francisco at a time when there were a lot of earthquakes. And my office was on the 27th floor of a high-rise one year, and I I got to appreciate the wheels the building was sitting on. But I also got a whole new view of hard and soft. 
you know, the upper floors of the building would sway. Things that I saw as being hard had pliability. This balance that was achieved between the qualities of hard and soft, according to the environment, is what made those structures functional. It's really interesting. Think about your experience of man-made versus natural environments. Walking in a city, shoes on pavement, it's hard. There's much more of an impact on the joints than taking a stroll along the beach in the sand and experience the softness and the give in it. Easier on the joints, but more demanding on the muscles. Or what about hardwood floors in your home compared to wall-to-wall carpet? A different feeling on the feet. Sometimes the hard feeling is more pleasant, but then concrete floors feel much harder than wood. There's less give. There's the gross physical environment. Now let's move along the spectrum to the subtle mental environment. How you think and talk about things in life really matters. I sometimes hear clients refer to everything as hard, meaning difficult. How we think and talk about things really matters in the results in our life. If you think about something as hard, then it will be. But if you soften up the mind, you can open up to new possibilities. Ah, here's another one I really like. Trying too hard versus softening up and letting go. You know, if I misplace something and I look really hard for it, or I'm trying really hard to figure something out, then it's going to elude me. But when I soften my mind and my gaze, it's easier to focus and much more powerful. I haven't constrained myself, so the answers will come, or the misplaced item will show up. I like to think of it as let go and let it flow. The hard and soft quality of the mind can be reflected in the voice and the body, depending on our energy and what we are projecting. Think about how you express an opinion that you feel strongly about versus one that's more malleable, meaning you're willing to hear other perspectives. Remember the last time you touched a baby's head? So soft, yeah? Then as we move through life and become adults, many of us become hard-headed, so to speak, with layers of tightly held opinions. The energy that we put into something impacts its trajectory. Think of a rubber band. If someone shoots a rubber band at you, it'll move quickly and it'll sting. And what if someone simply drops a rubber band on you? It's soft. It's barely noticeable. The energy of our thoughts functions in the same way. Mental tension, when we become fixated, makes things hard and difficult. And a relaxed mental attitude softens the body. This is part of what we discover when we do yoga practices. In asana and in life, when prana, our life force, is moving, it has a softness. And when things are stuck or blocked, our bodies constrict and get hard. 
Take a few moments and notice what feels hard and soft in each part of your body and how you relate to it. Are you soft where you want to be and hard where you want to be? So what's happening with your face right now? Have you ever noticed when you have a lot of intensity about something or you're attached to something being a certain way that your energy's all out in front of your face or right at the front of your eyes and it tenses up and looks hard? Maybe you make a wrinkle right between your eyebrows. This is why an important part of the intuitive energy practice that I teach in the Spark Your Intuition podcast is to stay in the center of the head. This is the sixth chakra, the Ajna chakra, which can offer a softer and clearer view of life. And with that comes the opportunity for neutrality and equanimity. Let's consider the body now. How do the goodness of hard and soft impact our digestion? Eating raw food is popular these days, but it's quite hard. Think of a raw carrot versus a cooked one. When we eat raw food, then our agni needs to do all of the cooking, (laughs) the breaking down of the food, so that nutrients can be extracted. It's a lot of work for our digestion. Our agni, our digestive fire, functions much better with food that's softened with a little cooking and adequate chewing. Proper chewing means that the food further softened with the digestive enzymes that are in our saliva. Once we digest the food properly, meaning it's completely softened and liquefied, then the nourishment from it can contribute to our body tissues, or our datus, they're called, and make good quality tissues such as firm muscles and hard bones and soft fat and and nice soft skin. This is what we're looking for. When Agni's working well and the doshas are balanced, then we'll experience the sweet spot on the continuum of hard and soft. Our fingernails can tell us a lot about what's going on with the body. When we're balanced, fingernails will be hard, but moist enough that they don't crack. But with disturbed agni and dosha imbalance, they become hard and dry, and then they break easily. Or they can become too soft and get rubbery and don't work very well. Another indicator of what's going on with our health is the quality of our bowel movements. Our bowel movements become too hard when they're dry. But we don't want them too soft either. This hard and soft is related to the quality of our digestion as well as the absorption of nutrients. A great way to improve digestion and the quality of your bowel movements is with ghee. Integrating ghee into your diet adds lubrication to your digestive system and to your joints. It supports your agni and it improves your complexion. You can find out how to make ghee on our YouTube channel. Ghee is actually really interesting to observe in terms of hard and soft. It's hard below a temperature of about 24C or about 76 Fahrenheit. And when it's in between, it can look a bit funny. Part blobby solids, part liquid. Sometimes people think it's gone bad, but it hasn't. When the room is warming up, the outer ghee becomes liquid and the center of the jar is still solid. Not to worry, it's just fine. It's like us when we start to soften the hardened places in our heart. 
It usually starts on the outside and moves inward. But it can start softening inside and move outward in our actions when we're willing to change our beliefs and our thinking. Having thought about how the qualities of hard and soft play out all of these different elements of life, can you remember a time when you felt balance? Maybe it was in Rikshasana, the tree pose. Or maybe it's when you last rode a bike. Maybe it's when you sat, closed your eyes, and enjoyed your breathing. You know it when you feel it, right? It's a beautiful place to be. With the Gurbati Gunas as tools, you can experience it more often. It's just bringing your awareness to them. Today I mentioned Agni and how the Gurbati Gunas can tell us about the condition of Agni. Strong Agni really is the key to optimal health. If you'd like support with healing your digestion, we have a wonderful program called Agni Therapy. It's a 21-day digestive reset program that guides you to deeply integrate Ayurveda and yoga into your daily life so that you have a foundation for great health ongoing. It includes yoga practices, energy work, a private support group, and weekly live Q&A to support your healing process. You can find out more on our website, halepule.com, H-A-L-E-P-U-L-E.com. Until next time. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halepule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.